0: Welcome to the Hillington Hospital's NHS Foundation Trust Podcast, a series of conversations with different members of staff to highlight some of the great work they're doing, and aiming to give you, our staff, an insight into what's happening across the Trust, brought to you by the Communications and Engagement Team. Okay, let's get into today's conversation. We're delighted to have with us today Robbie Klein, our Joint Chief Information Officer. He's here to tell us what it's been like working in digital during the Covid pandemic and about the transformation projects that are happening in the Trust. Hi Bobby, there have been see. lots of digital advancements in the Trust over the last two years but how in particular has the Covid pandemic affected the digital projects in the
1: NHS and changed the way that staff work? Well, So at the start of the pandemic there was a very sudden change in priorities and what that meant was that many projects that would have taken a very long time to be delivered could be delivered really very rapidly um, as many of the other things that we would have been doing uh, were no longer as important um, and focus was on a, a small number of really high profile and high priority Projects. So, the overall effect of that was that that focus meant that things were delivered much more quickly than they would have otherwise had been. Probably the most obvious example of this is the use of Teams for for meetings. Um, Without the pandemic, there would have been a long period of adoption, Um, some meetings being run partly online, partly in person, Um, some people in the room, others joining from another location and as many of us will have experienced with uh, telephone conference calls prior to the pandemic, that's quite a difficult way of working and I think what the use of Teams or the rapid transition to the use of Teams because of people working remotely has done is meant that uh, it's been adopted wholeheartedly. So we don't get that problem of sort of gradual adoption and meetings having to gradually transition to being online. It just really sort of happened overnight.
0: And staff, they seem to cope very well with moving online. Um, It's true to say that there are many benefits to having meetings online.
1: Would you agree with that? Uh, yeah, certainly. So you know there are many additional benefits that uh, have been found. Um, certainly, uh, an example of my own role is uh, I span two trusts, so uh, I'm CIO jointly across London, Northwest, and Hillingdon. Um, and I, you know, prior to the pandemic, one would have had to arrange one's day such that meetings were at a particular trust or site even, whereas now I can go on site at uh, one organisation and have meetings at, at the other, they're interchangeable. So, in my particular role, the reason for being on site is uh, to meet those members of my team who aren't routinely able to uh, connect over video conferencing, for example, the engineers who have to go out and, and visit people. Um, so, it's been a really significant transition. Um, Also, there's meetings where uh, very large numbers of people need to attend that just weren't practical uh, to run in in person. So, for example, we have a Cerner Change Control Board that meets every Friday to review proposed changes to the Cerner system. Uh, Prior to the pandemic, we had maybe 20 or 30 people attending and it was a really difficult meeting uh, to run with uh, that many people. now regularly have over 50 people joining um, and it runs much more effectively than it did when we had less than half the number of, of people because of the features that Teams yeah. uh, that Teams offers.
0: It certainly seems uh, more efficient for those sort of meetings. Are there any other areas of digital work that have changed because of the pandemic?
1: Um, yeah, there are other areas. I mean, uh, you know, the example of Teams, I guess, is sort of universal across across all staff, but uh, there are uh, clinical technologies that have really been uh, driven forward. Uh, an example of that is uh, remote monitoring and virtual wards which just really you know sort of telemedicine wasn't has been talked about for many years but didn't actually uh become uh, become mainstream until the to the pandemic in the, in this country um initially it started with uh patients being provided with a pulse oximeter so they could manage uh so they could be at home rather than in hospital either uh, discharged early or, or, or not admitted. Um, and then uh, the results from that could be put into a system that are then viewed by clinicians on, on site. But there are many other conditions where uh, medical devices at home can be used to pick up a deteriorating condition earlier and therefore avoid a hospital admission. And really that's the next sort of phase of how that type of technology is being rolled out. And it really wouldn't have happened at the pace it had uh, if it wasn't for uh, uh, what needed to be done to respond to the the pandemic.
0: Yes, there's obvious um, advantages to technology in, in those situations and inside the hospitals there's also been a lot of development in digital services. So the term digital transformation is often heard and used. What does that term mean?
1: Well, so digital transformation is about how digital technologies Are used to enable uh, and enable us to change the way we work. So, for example, to improve efficiency or or quality of care by use of a digital technology. And what and what transformation
0: projects are there happening at the moment? What will they mean for patients?
1: Um, So, I guess there are three, you know, sort of quite significant ones. There there are many others, but the 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 ones that. feature uh, most highly are the Cerner EPR. So, the trust is joining an electronic patient record system that's currently in use at Imperial and Chelsea and Westminster and will also be used at London Northwest. So, this means all four acute trusts in Northwest London will be sharing the same electronic patient record system. And this will have benefits, for example, like an allergy recorded at St Mary's Hospital for a patient, would could trigger an alert if a contraindicating drug is prescribed at Hillingdon Hospital and vice versa. So, discrete data recorded at one organisation uh, will benefit the care of the patient at one of the other trusts. So, that's a very significant step forward. The Care Information Exchange is a project to enable patients uh, to get a copy of their own an electronic copy of their own records on on their own mobile devices, sometimes called a personal health record. So, data from our clinical systems feeds into the care information exchange and the patients have control over that record. It offers many benefits but uh, an example of of one would be uh, a patient who needs uh, support with their care or managing their appointments and they can delegate access to their personal health record. Uh, to a family member or carer who is then able to see when appointments are due, uh, help them uh, to attend but also to review result blood results and so on and and, uh, help more widely in the management of, of their care. Let's hear from David who uses the care
0: information exchange to keep his type 1 diabetes under control.
2: Hi I'm David, I'm a type 1 diabetic and I'm looked after by three different NHS organisations. That's Charing Cross Hospital, where my consultant's based, East Cote, where my GP is, and Hillingdon Hospital, where I get my eyes looked at. All three of these organisations have information going into the Care Information Exchange, which enables me to see my results quickly and also act on those results. So what it enables me to do is is look at my blood glucose scores and adjust the insulin I take or the food I eat accordingly uh, which I find really useful as well as seeing trends as well so I can see how my blood glucose has changed over months or years. Uh, Also on at least one occasion it's prevented me having to have an additional blood test which would have taken me a few hours to go and get arranged at the local hospital when uh, the GP's asked for my latest blood glucose levels I'm able to just show him the result on my phone which, as I say, has saved both me and my GP time, enables us to make good decisions in a timely fashion.
0: So patients in the area can now access their own results and manage their appointments through the Care Information Exchange, giving patients
1: more control. So that's a very significant um, development and will also take feeds, not just from the acute trusts in Northwest London, but primary and community care as well as mental health. And then the last uh, of the sort of really major projects is uh, the electronic document management system. So it's all very well us moving to systems where the newly entered clinical information goes into an electronic system, but we've also got a very large number of uh, paper medical records in our libraries um, and the document management system is the product that we're using to scan uh, medical records. It's already in use in, uh, the, in A&E um, and very soon will start to be used in ophthalmology before we w- roll it out more widely a- across the Trust and this will scan all all our legacy notes and also any new paper that comes into or is created within the organisation will be scanned. And this has a huge benefit that you know will mean that people won't be searching for notes or can look at notes remotely or from other locations. You don't have to actually move that paper around uh, the organisation yeah. to support clinical care.
0: So lots of benefits for staff and the patients of our trust and across Northwest London. You mentioned your role is a joint role with our trust and Northwest University Healthcare Trust. In fact, we, as a trust, we often work collaboratively with other trusts across North West London. What's the benefit of this?
1: So, I mean, I guess I alluded to it a, a bit before when I was describing the, the, the Cerner system. So, uh, for our pay, for many of our patients their care moves between trusts in in northwest london so by uh, sharing these systems and working collaboratively with other organisations on our digital systems we're able to better support care as it for, for patients as they move between all or, or organisations um, for staff many of our staff either in their role at any one time, are working across multiple organisations, or during the course of their career, they move from one trust in Northwest London to to another. So, by uh, collaborating and using uh, the same systems in multiple organisations, we can make a much better uh, experience for staff and avoid many of the training needs that uh, people have to go through when they when they change uh, or organisations. And I guess just within my own department uh, it's much more efficient for us to support one system that's used by multiple organizations rather than every organization having their own instance of a product or a different uh, product clearly um, we can work more efficiently and our, our, our staff are better able to support each other cover for each cover for each other if we've got a, a, a single system that we're supporting. It
0: certainly all sounds great, but how's the Trust managing to fund these projects when finances
1: are so tight across the NHS? Well, so all these projects have business cases that have demonstrated that the upfront investment will be covered in the longer term by savings that are facilitated by new digital systems. Um, So whilst So so they do require investment, but we do get a return on that over the course of the use of the of the product, whether that's three or five years or more.
0: What's your vision of the future in the NHS
1: digitally? Um, Well, so for Northwest London, sort of have a summary of our digital strategy. So, this is across the sector, not just uh, Hillingdon alone, which is known as the seven steps. And everything really is dependent on the first step, which is having a robust and resilient IT infrastructure. then we need to focus on getting a, a digital record within our organisation. So, uh, you know, until we're recording clinical information electronically, uh, none of the other steps can can really progress. But once we've got a digital record, we're then able to share that with other organisations using some of the products that I've described earlier. Um, this then has the potential to enable patient engagement. So we're able to share that, uh, share the information about our patients much better with them. It then supports integrated care as we can build pathways of care across organisations uh, as our systems are are, are better integrated. And then the data out of that uh, then supports population health so we can be looking at uh, uh, how we better manage the care of cohorts of patients uh, rather than just uh, treating uh, ju- just the individuals. And then lastly, there's there's innovation and, uh, you know, once we've got a, a large repository of uh, clinical information, then the innovation opportunity is significant with uh, emerging technologies like uh, artificial intelligence and, and machine learning, um, which can act over those uh, uh, data sets that we will have gathered through our digital records.
0: Sounds very exciting. We look forward to digital future and if we can find out more about the individual projects on our public website. Thanks so much for joining the chat today. It would be great to have you back in the future to talk more about the digital work in the hospital and in the new hospital build and other future projects. Thank you. So that's it for today's episode. Thank you for listening please do join in the conversation about this episode tag us in social media and uh, send us any other comments and let us know your thoughts and we'll see you next time